Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Call it on Rodas Johnson, number 56. They push the quarterback down. You think that's – no, come on. I'm a quarterback, okay, and, and yeah. even I you understand – correct on that, that, that I was waiting for I, Even I can understand that that is not a roughing the passer. You see that – oh, what an acting job by Casey Thompson, though. Palmer split to the top of your screen. They like him in the red zone. Third down coming up. Over the middle, wide open. Room service, Palmer. And a grade-A gritty, seasoning and everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. Welcome back. Bigger Over Reaction here on 1620 The Zone. He's Robbie. I'm Josh. We're brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. That was what the caller in our last segment mentioned about RG3. I, I thought that the call was fine. Yeah, I did too. You know, there was a play later in the game where Ernest Hausman uh, had to essentially, like, neo his way over Graham Mertz, and he was doing a good job of avoiding him. And they talked about it later on the broadcast, too. Uh, the Kenny Pickett play, the fake slide last year that resulted in a long touchdown run by him. If the quarterback starts going down, you were just not allowed to hit him. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that that was an acting job at all. Jeff tweets in at BR overreaction. C-minus coaching job at best. Yes, we need more athletes, but more importantly, we need competent coaching. Uh, the one thing, before we get back to the calls, Robbie, that I did want to unpack. So he was at Mickey Joseph was asked about why Nebraska chose the win direction that they did. Mm-hmm. And his answer was they didn't want to give Wisconsin the ball, which Wisconsin won the toss. They deferred. Mm-hmm. So Wisconsin obviously chose the ball. They didn't want to give them the ball to start the quarter while also giving them the, the win. So they wanted them to have the ball while going into the win. I I disagreed with that and and I mean look hindsight's 2020 I disagreed with it in the moment. Uh, yeah. I just I thought it was I thought it was odd because I thought that you would want the I thought you would want the wind in the fourth quarter not so much in the third quarter especially when you saw how it affected Wisconsin at the end of the first half on that missed field goal that allowed for Nebraska to go into the half with a seven nothing lead. Yeah, I mean the missed field goal and the Graham Mertz interception for that matter. I mean that I think that was a major factor. I mean part of that's Graham Mertz just being Graham Mertz, but sure, I, I do think the wind affected that throw as well. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that decision, and I, honestly, I, I didn't think it was a terribly well managed game in no. general. No, um, I thought the the time management was a little suspect at best. I thought some of those decisions regarding the wind and the and the ball and everything like that was a little suspect as well. Um, not to mention, I mean. You know, I don't know that we need to break down the play calling any more than we have already, but obviously the play calling, which is not directly on Mickey Joseph, although at some point, and I've said this for a few weeks now, you have to go over and be like, hey, whip, figure it out, man. Well, yeah, now you got to look upstairs. Hey, whip. Yeah, like, I mean, get on the phone. Yeah. And be like, hey, this isn't working, man. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. I, I don't know how you continue to let this guy just actively do things that you know are not helping you win. It's really good that there is one game left in the season. The Mark Whipple era is almost over. I can't even... I can't wait. I can't. This has been one of the hardest things to watch. 
Dave says, forget overreacting. How much more losing until this fan base doesn't even well react at all? It's funny you say that, Dave, because at the start of the show, there was one person on hold, which I think was a record low for us. Bigger overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Oh, hey, look! It's old man Doug. Hey, Doug. Well, I'm home recovering from hip replacement, so I'm, I'm with a cane, so you'd really think I'm old today. I'll say I'm that's not like, gonna, that's I'm not like peak make old man Doug. It is. Very big old man energy yeah. there. Are you feeling okay, though? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm doing well. Good. good I good. graduated from the walker to the cane today. So. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, all right, so let me throw out a couple of positives. Okay. Number one. Bob didn't call in first. Uh, he's still not on hold, by the way, Doug. No Bob yet. Yes. Can we get a wellness check on Bob? Yeah, is it Bob okay? Yeah. Anybody know? <laughs> and we didn't have any turnovers. That's true. Wow, that's true. Positive. That's there you a, go. Good, that's a positive. That's a positive, voice. I, I think, you know, you're talking about, yeah, the game, I'm not saying the game was well managed, and I'm not saying, believe me, I'm not saying that Mickey should be our head, next head coach. Bye. I'd like the next head coach to keep him. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of hard, and you know I've been through this in business before, where you've got somebody, and uh, you know they're just not performing, but you know you just can't fire them. <laughs> and I just think you know because I don't know who would call plays. I know you could probably say anything would be better than Whipple. Yeah, it's Cooper. It's the analyst Cooper. who would be the guy. It's Cooper. Yeah, and I just I. Um, you know, again, we were we were one play from winning that game. The the one I thought really lost the game for us was their first touchdown. I thought we had a really good pass rush there. Yes. I thought we and we just, you know, and and we're we don't have a lot of talent, and obviously it's hard to call plays with our offensive line too. And this thing has just been on a long, slow death spiral. And yeah, I I agree. Kind of nice to get the game over. Um, my, I gave my son my tickets today, and he didn't want to go. And then I almost had an offer for him for club seats, and he, and he didn't want to take those either. And you could see that crowd, um, you know, the student section in that upper section has kind of been pretty sparse, but generally everybody else is showing up. And, and you're right. I mean, it, we're close to where I would say we're two losing seasons away from you know, 50,000 in that stadium. And I mean it, I, I just think if it keeps going like this and this is a tough team to watch and I'm just going to be positive. I do think we've got some really good players. We just don't have obviously enough of them. And I mean, 60% of our roster is just not what we want to have or for the future. You know, Hausman there had a chance earlier to make a tackle behind, and and again, he's a true freshman. I think he's going to be really good. He played really hard, just wasn't strong enough to bring the guy down because he had him in the backfield. It just seems like we get, you know, we just don't make those plays at all, and that's why we are where we are. And the culture's broke. Um, Hopefully, Trev comes up with something good. All right, Doug, thanks for the call at 402-951-1620. Brian says Whipple needs to go. Him and Brian Ferentz can jump ship together. And then another text, though, that says, how could any offensive coordinator succeed with this offensive line when the quarterback has two seconds to throw the ball and you have no running game? What can you do? Look, it, obviously the issue goes offensive to, line is a huge issue. to everybody, but I also I, I don't think that Whipple does himself or the offense any favors 
with a lot of his play calls. And I thought, I mean, I'm still, I'm still again confused by the play in particular. And look, maybe it was on Casey Thompson in terms of the decision making on that third and, and four or five towards the end of the game. But I, I'm also with a lot of folks that have said, hey, why didn't they run like a screen? Because you know, high probability that you complete the ball. So the clock keeps running. Clock's going to keep running. Maybe a little bit of a reward because you know, if you catch the defense crashing down a little too Especially hard. Especially those little Chancellor down. Brewington screens have worked pretty worked, consistently. Yeah, they get like four or five yards every single time. And sometimes more. He's busted those for over ten a couple times. So, listen, I understand that the offensive line greatly hampers your ability to do things. Yeah, But we also just don't see any creativity of trying to get around that. Yeah, There are certain things you can do to get rid of the ball quickly, run some... You know, screen passes that allow, you know, kind of encourage the offensive line to be bad in a sense. I understand that's not exactly what's happening, but they encourage the penetration of the defensive line. Um, but also, let's not forget the best pass rusher for Wisconsin got ejected today. He did twice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> On two different occasions. Two, two separate which ejections. Which is hard to do. Yeah, pretty hard. Um, but there's things you can do to scheme around a bad offensive line, and Whipple has just shown no desire to even try that. Yeah. When's the last time we saw Casey Thompson on just a straight QB rollout? Can you remember? No, I can't. That's what you do when you have a bad offensive line. That's yeah. like football 101. Yeah. Hey, let's roll it out, give you a little more time. Especially a guy who's dinged up like Casey Thompson. I mean, but he had can a couple still of move a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. So he, he ran, he ran a lot well today. To, yeah, and yeah. a lot. Yeah, he I think, yards. I think it's the most he's ran all season. Yeah, seriously. And so... How is there not just an entire package of QB rollout plays just to give yourself a chance? Mm -hmm. I understand it's like, oh, well, it cuts off half the field. Well, guess what? The entire field gets cuts off, gets cut off when you can't protect on a three-second pass rush when you're just dropping straight back. So maybe we try some different things. To me, that's the frustration. If I had seen Mark Whipple attempt to show some creativity in play calling and mm -hmm. try different things and go outside of what his like pet plays are to try and create some offense, then I'd be like, you know what? The offensive line is just too bad. You can't do anything. But he hasn't tried anything. Also, he scored a lot on scripted plays or on scripted drives. Mm -hmm. So obviously there are certain things that do work. Yeah, for sure. And then immediately goes away from those things, and we never see them again for the rest of the game. Yeah. So you can't tell me that nothing works because we've seen things work. I get the offensive line is bad. I get that it hampers you. They also haven't really tried anything to get around it. Uh, by the way, Casey Thompson speaking, a, a tweet from Kevin Suits, he, he uh, said, I still don't have complete feeling in my pinky. So that is what is uh, going on with Casey Thompson. And it, that's the state of your backup quarterback room that, hey, I can't feel my throwing do. hand, so let's throw him out there anyway. Yeah, this edition of Bigger Note Reaction brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Back to the phones we go. Rick is up next on this Saturday afternoon. Hello, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Um, I think that if Mark Whipple and Dominic Riola's house is not up for sale in Lincoln, that it should be, because I think after next Saturday, they're going to be down the tube. You know, I've never, ever, ever, ever seen any holes opened up for our poor running backs to run through, and that's on Dominic Riola. And where do they get these people at? You know, uh, and Grandpa... Grandpa... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. Uh, you Whipple? know he ought to be out in the pasture. You know they ought to start. You know it takes it takes a lot of things to win the games. Competent players and competent coaches. And if they're talking about uh, uh, having depth problems, excuse me. Five years after Scott Frost got hired, 
uh, somebody should have figured that out long before now. Good take. You know, and I say shell the whole group. I think Mickey Joseph would be a good recruiter. But, you know, uh, either tr- either uh, transfer to another league uh, because they have not even even been close to being confident, even when Bo Pelini was there in the Big Ten. Well, he had them somewhat confident, but uh, they fired a 9-3 and three season, and I think the good Lord above is cursing Memorial Stadium right now. And uh, I think the only way to get out of this mess, because uh, like somebody said in Washington, D.C., it's a mess. Well, you know, Husker, Husker football is a big mess, and they need to really do some soul-searching, and maybe Neon, Dion Neon will be coming in and, and solving the case. But, you know, if uh, Trev Albert get better get this right now, otherwise Ronnie Green might tie a can on him, and he might be looking for a job. That's my comment. You guys, I agree with everything that I've heard today to the T. You guys have a good evening, and thanks for giving me the time. Rick, appreciate the call. I mean, what's wrong about a few things? He kept calling him Dominic Rayola. His name's Donovan Rayola. Also, it seemed like a little bit of old-on-old crime there, Ravi. he, He said that Whipple needs to be put out to pasture. Yeah, I, I hope he meant, means metaphorically yes, and not of course. literally. Yes, I, that's how um, I took it. Yeah. Send him to a farm upstate where he can sit and eat Werther's. I think his retirement home is in Arizona, so not go. a lot of farms in Arizona. You think but... he has a big bowl of Werther's there? Oh, yeah, he seems like a big hard candy guy. Oh, yeah. He just sticks him in the cheek. <laughs> just sucks just him sucks down. Just sucks on him for hours at a time. Old people love Werther's. Oh, uh, they love hard yeah, candies. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't hate Werther's, so I feel like I'm gonna. that's going to be one of those old things that I'm going to fall right into. I bet Happer just loves Werther's. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shitting down for a nice shing of Werther's. Happer, you're... Th- 30 years old. Stop talking He's that He's watching way. a baseball game. and <laughs> On cable. You know, let me get out my antenna. Steve. What is the streaming? Steve is up next. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Hey, um, my question right off the bat was about the wind. Yeah. But, um, hey, I was out running some errands this morning, and um, the wind almost took my door off when I opened it, and I thought, I texted my brother 10 minutes before the game started, and I thought, if there is one important part of that game is that they get that, um, that uh, wind in the fourth quarter, you know, and and I look at the, the screen on the third quarter. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Didn't understand it. Mm-mm. I just, I, I, I know you like you said hindsight, but I, I think that if you would have thought maybe if it was uh, was a close game, maybe you'd want that win for at least a field goal, you know. Yep, Steve, I couldn't agree with you more. Thanks for the call, four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. And that's not like outside of the realm of what coaches do. Like that's a pretty accepted practice to choose the wind when it's a big factor like it was today to make sure you have it in the fourth quarter like mm-hmm. that's not Well that's the thing they could have chosen to to have Wisconsin go into the wind in the third and then they could have had the wind in the fourth. Yeah. They could have had that. That was a thing that could have happened. BJ says how many calls did we finally get today and still lose? You know that's so funny. We haven't even mentioned that. Nebraska was the they they were the beneficiary of quite a few calls that I would say are, are at times 50-50 calls. Yeah. You know the ejection that even though he didn't get really ejected from the stadium but that ejection that is normally a play that you're, you know, they come back after review. It wasn't targeting. It's still going to be roughing the passer. I thought it could have gone either way. Yeah, and so they yeah. benefited from that call. There were a few other calls that they, they benefited, benefited from the roughing the passer that RG three was mad about. Uh-huh. They benefited from the unsportsmanlike conduct mm-hmm. when uh, when Herbig come came back on the field mm-hmm. and got ejected the second time. Yeah, um, there there was a handful of yeah. of stuff that they got in their favor. Yeah, yeah, and there was the review of the catch towards the end that they overturned the yep. catch. 
for Wisconsin. I mean, like they had a lot of stuff, and that's 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 been kind of a key over the last few weeks, Ravi. They have gotten calls. They've had calls go their way. This is part of the reason, though, why and they keep losing. When F- I know Frost is gone, but when Frost would always talk about, oh, we just need to catch a couple breaks. It's like, no, you don't. That's not the problem. Yeah, you're a bad football team that finds ways to lose. Yep. If you'd caught the breaks, you'd find a different way to lose. Yeah, and that's what happened today. Yeah, that's exactly. So it's it's not just. The breaks. I know people complain about the refs and they hate Big Ten refs. And I'm not saying they're great, but mm-hmm. everything went Nebraska's way today. They didn't have any turnovers. The penalties went Nebraska's way. I really don't know what else you could ask for from like an intangible standpoint. Uh, James texts in uh, to four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty says about the game today. I used to be so optimistic going into the season. I used to always used to send the family group chat my predictions for the season. Last year, I predicted we were going to be bull eligible. And for the prediction this year, for some odd reason, I thought we were going to go 9-1. and one. After watching the game today, I seriously have lost that spark of hope each week, hoping for something good. I hope we hire a good coach. And if this keeps going, I have no idea where I'm going to be with the state of Nebraska football. Go LSU, though. Yeah, we have to... As we've got to cross off our uh, predictions. They're all gone. Man, I almost picked and, four and eight. And we were the negative boys. We were the we were too negative. Again, I was for the second straight year too optimistic. Yeah. You, too optimistic. 402-951-1620. Another call before we go to break. Hello, Tommy. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good man. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, it, this is a very frustrating as always or as usual. Uh, and uh I do it's really something because you did kind of talk about this just then. Uh, you know, they they seem to have a way of if, if something goes get uh, goes uh, for the positive, you would think would be for the positive, like you know, uh, a top line running back being hurt, a defensive uh, top their number one defensive player going down, getting or getting t- kick, taken out. I'm talking about for Wisconsin getting taken out. They can't take much advantage of that but then if something goes against them they they do they are our our team is disadvantaged by it it's like we can't take advantage uh, always of the the problems that the other team has and then uh, when we have a problem they can take advantage of us where it's it's two it's double fold on some things i i i sure i'm not really sure I, this was a very poorly in my opinion uh, poorly managed game uh, here and there, just just not just not buttoned up. Um, and the the thing about it is, Mark Whipple almost makes me feel like it was with Tim Beck uh, in the way that he's got all the plays necessary in his playbook to you know to move the ball, but not necessarily knows how to put a game together. You know what I mean? Uh, just, just very. Uh, where, where, why weren't they going to the tight end more than uh, what twice? I think they put to the tight end. I think. Yeah, I think a few times because oh. I remember there was one drop in particular. Yeah, Vogluck had a drop, but, but he also had a catch or two. And then Brewington had a had catch, a catch on I believe, the screen. Yeah, so probably about four total passes, Tommy. Maybe maybe okay. five. I'm thinking Vogel. I was too, I, when I think about Vogluck's their best guy. He's so big and usually mm-hmm. pretty sure-handed. Uh, you know, uh, the quarterback, he did – didn't he roll out, or were those rollouts more of a – I don't think know, there was any called uh, rollouts. I think they were all scrambles. Kind of scrambles, okay. Um, he, he, he did positive on that. I, there's so many issues with it, with this team. Off the, 
between the offensive line, but you're right. You were right saying earlier that when you know you have an issue, you should be able to make calls as an offensive coordinator to take it, take it, these issues into account. And I, it doesn't seem like Whipple uh, either refuses to do that or can, or can't do that or just or doesn't think that way. I'm not really certain <laughs> which is which, but I. You know, uh, if this was this was something that this game was within our grasp, and yeah. to have a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and for four straight drives not be able to to, to get anything done, um, it was very disappointing. Uh, you know, I, but I am a yeah, I've been a supporter ever since the '70s. I am 55 years old, so I mean, I'm, that that's the uh, I, I I always support them and. Uh, and uh, push for them. If, if they choose Mickey Joseph, I'll support that. If they find somebody else, I just don't know what's going to make who's going to be the one to turn things around. But I do believe it can be turned around. Uh, I really do. I, I think that they uh, to say that they can't get the uh, talent. I, I think they can, and I think that even with the talent that we have now, it may be diminished compared to others, but. I think the mismanagement um, and uh, throughout the years has really been more of the issue uh, as far as the coaching is concerned. And um, I, I, if they have Mickey, if they do choose to have Mickey Joseph, um, I, I think that um, he will do better when he has a whole season and his own guys and things like that. But. Um, I, I hope they do make the right choice, whichever, whoever is going to take over. If it's someone else, you know, so be it. Uh, I, I think that it is possible. I think that it is not unsalvageable, even though we've seen, a, you, know, a, a, you know, a large downswing ever since Solich uh, was kicked out of the program. So. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, Tommy. Sure. Got to get going. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. Ravi, you know it's it's at a low point. Mm-hmm. So we go to break when people are talking about outfits. Paul emails in. Does he only have one shirt to coach in? Talking about Mickey Joseph, the black one he's always wearing in the news conference is the same one he's worn week after week and is just horrible. Get Mickey more clothes. I mean, Says Paul. I, I think typically at these programs, uh, they have a, for Nebraska, they have an Adidas closet. Yeah. That's well, more like a uh, very large storage room. It's not nice. a closet per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah. Not you, hanging on stuff. Not, yeah, no, you just walk in, you kind of pick out whatever you want. Yeah. So I'm sure, uh, so I'm, sure I'm sure Mickey's had that opportunity. I think he just likes that uh, black shirt look. He, that's his vibe. That's yeah. his vibe. And Craig, or uh, Colin, excuse me, says, crowd was dead today. Never seen it. That disinterested in a Husker game. Yeah, it was. Uh, At least it wasn't the AM crowd, guys. At least guys. it wasn't the AM crowd. That is certainly <laughs> true. All right, we have a full bank of phones. We'll get to those when we return this edition of Big Red Overreaction. Brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. He is Robbie Lula. I'm Josh Peterson. Chance Oliver producing the show today. More Big Red Overreaction coming up next here on 1620 The Zone. You've worked hard for what you have your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 